And we're back with another episode of 10 Minute Cinema. We are. We are. Oh, what journey we've been on. Have we? Yes. This is episode 32 of season three. Really? Of the 10 Minute Cinema podcast. Wow. We're, we're getting close to a new season. I feel it. Oh, I was going to say we're probably coming pretty close to a year now then, huh? Yeah. Because we haven't been doing it every week. So 32, probably pretty close. Probably. You're probably right. We might have passed actually by now. Seen any movies lately? I have. Thanks oh, for asking. Do tell. I want to hear about. I did. I told you yes, I had seen them. Well, yeah, but tell me about the one you saw. I saw more than one. Well, tell me about the one you want to tell me about. Okay. So I got to relive part of my childhood recently. You did? I did. That's interesting. One of the first films I can remember seeing in the theater as a kid is the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, that's the classic and right there. I got to go see it again on the big screen, thanks to the Alamo Draft House with the new movie coming out here that's in August. Awesome. They had a, a revival showing of the original. I love that original, man. Yeah. I watched it so many times. It is so kid. fun. It holds up decently well. Like, yeah, some of the lines are definitely, you know, 1990 lines, but sure. I mean, the effects still look really neat. The costumes. Yeah. Actually pretty impressive for a live action Ninja Turtles in 1990. That's about the best you're going to get. It really is, and honestly, they haven't done a better job yet, so... Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Did you see the new one, too? Was it like a double feature? Or? No, no, no. It was just, okay. yeah, it came out a couple of days before the release of the new one. So. Okay, cool. Yeah. That was a special one for my childhood. I actually was a big fan of the second one as a kid. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. that that was my jam. I think Super Shredder was... Was fun for me. Okay. I didn't even know it was Kevin Nash at the time. I remember watching that movie a ton. I mean, both of them a ton, but definitely the second one. I think I watched at least once a week for a year, probably. Wow. Like, I was just obsessed. <laughs> How about you? You seen anything? I have, actually. I finally caught up on some, uh, some Marvel again. Oh. I've been watching those lately. I got to see Ant-Man. But recently, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy Part 3, or nice. Volume 3. And it was awesome. Yeah. That was quite a ride. For sure. Probably the most beautiful trilogy of the Marvel Cinematic Universe at this point. Oh, yeah. Hands down for that. But. Uh, I mean, and the best one, period, in my opinion. They just, they crush it with each one of these. Uh, but this one, just, it was cool to see Rocket's backstory. That was always kind of an intriguing thing for me. Uh, because, you know, it's a raccoon that... <laughs> It's like super smart and techy and stuff. It's just, yeah. it's different and it's fun. So very heartbreaking though. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, that is a tough backstory, but I, I love how it played out on the screen and they did a really good job of just, you know, closing everyone's storylines, but still keeping it open enough to where we may see these characters again. They definitely let us know Star Lord was coming back, yeah. but we may see more of these guys again sometime down the line. Not all of them, obviously. Yeah. But uh, you just never know. But I really liked it. It's yeah. probably, uh, it's right up there with number one for me. Same here. I put it right right up there. Yeah. And two being the worst one isn't a bad thing. It's still an incredible movie. So. Right. Yeah, it definitely gave me some more extra hope for James Gunn rebooting the DC stuff. That's exactly what I said to our friend Adam last night was like, man. Just, it gives me kind of hope for DCU because he really nailed it. I mean, this was, there's a lot riding on this one in my mm-hmm. opinion. 
because the second one kind of fell flat compared to the first one. Yeah. Not that it was, like I said, it's not a bad film. It's just that the first one was so well done that they tried too hard to recapture that magic. I think they, they did with the third one. Yeah, I think so too. All right. Well, uh, that's enough about that for now. Why don't we go ahead and get on to our feature this week? And that would be the movie Ride Along with Ice Cube and Kevin Hart. This was your first time watching it, right? It was. It seems like yours, too. Uh, basically it was. I mean, it had been so long since I've seen it, since it first came out. But, you know, still holds up for me. That was funny. It was... I'll go ahead and just say it now, like a little spoiler, better than I expected it to be. I knew it would be because yeah. you know you're always kind of lenient when we throw movies at you mm-hmm. that you especially haven't really heard of as much. Well, yeah, I mean, especially just comedies. Like it's just hard to. It is. It really is. I it's mean, hard to gauge one. There's a lot of bad ones out there. So yeah. when you find one that your friend says is funny, it's kind of hard to believe that always. Yeah, I have a bit of a weird sense of humor too. So you know things that a lot of people like would popularly say is funny i just like oh okay (laughs) (laughs) well did you did you do scenes for this movie i I didn't know yeah it's really hard to do that for comedies i feel like yeah i just kind of figured it'd be more of a back and forth the jokes right and the timing and everything yeah right uh but there definitely some really good laughs oh my god kevin hart killed this movie right like this is oh yeah i don't know and cube led him you can tell he he was Oh, yeah. He's perfectly willing to play the, the straight man as it is, you know. Oh, yeah. He, he, he played it perfectly. I mean, this yeah. is one Set of the best straight men that you've seen. A, yeah, um, just slow pitch and softballs right down the middle to him, basically. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I, I love here, uh, the first thing I, I really love is when he takes this kid aside and he's talking about how he's going to uh, lead him down the right path. And, you know, he needs to not hang out with these kids because... Yeah. You know, next thing he knows, he's going to be sent to the army and then he's going to lose his legs to a landmine. And then you can't run away from people. How are you going to run away? You got no legs. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to come back and be a drunk again. <laughs> <laughs> he paints a big picture for this kid and it's just, it's hilarious. Yeah. I was almost thinking that that was going to come back into play. Like he was going to be one of the gang members later or something. Oh, that would have been cool. And be like, what did I tell you earlier? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, a neat premise. I like the the setup was actually pretty decent too. Because, I mean, we're both gamers. We yeah. we have that fantasy. Even even if it's small in the back of our mind, we're like, oh yeah, I could totally shoot a gun. Oh I, yeah, for I'm sure. a marksman. I could I could do this. I could never I shoot could, a gun. No, I, like there's no way I, I would be yeah. so bad at. It. I fully admit that too. But there is that hope still. Oh yeah, you can't tell me one percent of your brain isn't like, oh, I could I could definitely do it as a kid. Maybe my, I'd be the one that would surprise someone. Right, as a even kid, myself. my imagination ran wild, so I would always constantly like think of these scenarios where these like henchmen would come in with guns, and I would dive out way a bullet, grab a gun, and uh, take the shot, take them both out or whatever. That was just normal for me as a kid. <laughs> Everything was like a top secret spy mission. Yeah. Yeah. But I like how they like realistically interwove the video games into the movie. Like they didn't, they didn't treat it as like a dumb pastime, like a lot of different comedies might. Yeah. It looked like they were going to go that direction at first with the the girlfriend. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, later on we see that she's also a gamer. Right. So. And probably better than he was. It looked like <laughs> it looked like she was a lot better than he was. <laughs> he seemed like he was a little too cocky for it. Yeah, that that was great too. Mm-hmm. 
And they weren't trying to just tie down and advertise the game. I hate when they put like a game in a movie a or a show. specific one, yeah. And they're just like, yeah, it's the new Mortal Kombat. Came out last week. I hate that kind of product yeah. placement. I did notice the Mass Effect 3 poster, but... Oh, yeah. really? I didn't yeah. even see that? Yeah, That's it, was cool. on, it was on the back side of his wall. Nice. But yeah, pretty minimal. It was only in a couple scenes. So. What a great series. I hope they come <laughs> back with another one that's awesome. Anyway, another one that I liked was whenever he went up to the biker gang. Oh, yeah. And like start spouting out lines from Train Day to try to intimidate them. And they're obviously like way bigger. And then, of course, he thinks that the one girl is actually a guy. Which, I mean, was questionable in the scene at first, too. Yeah, they, they just kind of give you a glimpse of her, so you're not really sure yourself what you saw. That's just a perfect scene, though. For him, especially playing that character, I mean, he just has to go on a tangent trying to get out of it and just keeps digging himself deeper and deeper. Fairly cliche. Like, you know, though, you know I'm going to give him a tough time, and you could tell that he was going to be using his friends as people to fuck with him, basically. Yeah, for sure. Like, that was kind of a... You know, tried and true kind of thing, but it's still funny. It worked, so it was nice. Well, it didn't work, though, because he just kept coming back. Well, I mean, it did work, though. In a sense. He was ready to until the the girlfriend called him. That's true. You're right. And he's like, I gotta do this for my girl. Anyway. Bouncy butt. (laughs) Bouncy butt. Did you just call my sister bouncy butt? You only want to (laughs) know. The overprotective brother aspect of it worked out pretty well, too. Yeah. This is just like any of your standard buddy cop movies. Another moment in the movie that I liked was the strip club when he thinks that he's finally like in on it. Like he's been taking all these fake calls. Yeah. And yeah. then he goes to a strip club and he acts like this big badass and it's a real situation. That was pretty funny. Yeah. That was great. You are going to have to shoot me. Just shoot me. Just pull the trigger right here. Like <laughs> it's just great. And the whole time I. Ice Cube was staring at him. Kevin was his name, right? James. James. Damn it. Kevin Hart. James. It just got confusing. You are really bad at character names. I am. I'm terrible. I don't remember what uh, Kevin Hart's name was here. Ben. Ben. And Kevin. And Angela. Angela? I remember that one, actually. Oh, did you? And uh, Omar. Oh, okay. Yeah, see? Yeah. I remember the character name. Migs. And, uh... Oh, crap. That's about it. Santiago. Santiago. I should have known that. That concludes the trivia portion. <laughs> yeah. we, we do trivia questions now instead of giving trivia. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be kind of fun if we did some trivia questions to each other. It might. Yeah, may, maybe that's a future episode. All right. All right. The, the make-out session as they came home from the date, and then James is sitting there in the living room and interrupts them before <laughs> they can get nasty. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. Eating the sandwich. Mm-hmm. And that was that was probably I think maybe one of the first times I laughed out loud was whenever he's like making out with her and stuff, and then she's like, "Oh, let's go upstairs." And he's like, "No, no, 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 we're not going upstairs because then he knows he's he's been in that situation before where then it doesn't happen." So he's like, "That's hilarious." Yeah, no, no, let's just do it down here. I didn't even catch that when he said that. That that's why. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. completely flew over my head. <laughs> What about when he goes to the arms deal and he's acting like Omar? Oh yeah, that's probably the, the the classic line, not the classic scene from the movie. So that's yeah, that's probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. So great though, because yeah. he just he really commits to it. He's he just like, 
and they buy in so hard too. Like, oh, okay. Well, well yeah, yeah, you would too if someone just shot someone in the foot. Like, yeah, that's the guy. That's the boss. <laughs> he just shot that guy in the foot because he owns him. Oh yeah, he did. He's like, "What's my name?" They're like, "It's all mine." <laughs> but then you knew the real Omar was going to show up. Oh yeah, the second that he turned around with James and he was like, "I can't have one of my crew disrespecting me." I'm like, oh, here we go. He, he he got cocky, and here comes Omar. Worked out well in the end, though, because then they were able to capture him because they knew who he was. That's true. He's really the hero of the story. He kind of is. James is kind of just like a bad cop throughout the whole movie, honestly. Very into police brutality. That's a... Yeah. Like, they're just fine with shooting someone for the day. Yeah. And then that car chase at the beginning where he just killed all those people, and he's like, Daddy's on his way. Yeah. Or whatever he said. Some stupid one liner that <laughs> you're like free people just died and you're making a one liner. <laughs> yeah. And the lieutenant was pretty unbelievable too. There's no way you're just gonna let somebody not have a partner. Like Right. I don't care how rogue they go. Like that's standard procedure. Alright. Looks like that's our ten minutes. Already? Yeah. Okay. Alright. So how do your review? Yeah. Well, this, I guess since I hadn't seen it in so long, I don't remember it. I can do it first this time. I think so. You've done it first, like, the last six times. I, I honestly couldn't remember much about this. I know I laughed a couple of times the first time I watched it, but I actually enjoyed this a lot better than I did the first time because I think I'm going to actually remember this movie now. It made me laugh at a lot of good parts. I mean, Kevin Hart, this is probably one of his first real success stories in Hollywood as far as being a box office draw. Because I think this one was on top for a couple weeks. Oh, yeah. At least two or three, probably. So, I think this is, you know, what really started his push towards being a megastar day is now. I mean, you can't go anywhere without someone knowing who Kevin Hart is anymore. So, And then Ice Cube did awesome here, too. He was definitely more of the person to play off of. He wasn't really adding a lot of humor to the movie, but he helped ride the plot along and push the humor uh, into action. He had some funny lines, though. And then, you know, the action aspect of it, there's pretty good action here, too. I would say, for second viewing, I really enjoyed myself. I would give it probably 3.5 stars. Okay. That's a pretty solid movie, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. What about you? All right, well, I'm not too far off from you. I, uh, Like you said... The, the thing you said there last was one of the big things I wanted to mention in my review here, that uh, the action really took me by surprise. I did not expect that much of it or that to be that good, <laughs> you know, right. either one. Like I said earlier, it was a, a good, good solid flow, like kind of a predictable plot, but still nails all the, the points that they need to, you know. Absolutely. They weren't trying to reinvent anything. They just wanted to follow a formula, and you could tell, and, and they did a good job doing it. Yeah, this was very cookie-cutter, but really, when you have a cookie-cutter movie like this, mm -hmm. you need people that are going to perform it. Exactly. Or it's not going to work, and they definitely performed the fuck out of this. Right. And sometimes you just want that perfectly cut cookie. Oh, yeah. You know, just you know, sit back and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Have a good time. Let it melt in your mouth. Well, I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good call no one needs to hear that from me ever yeah so uh i think probably just a little under you but that makes sense like you said maybe on a rewatch it'll bump up a little i'm, I'm just gonna go with a, a straight down the middle three i like it yeah i was thinking you'd be about 2.5 so yeah i was bouncing back and forth between those yeah 
decided to give it that extra little bump. It was it was entertaining, if anything else. I yeah. mean, you enjoyed yourself. Mm-hmm. This wasn't what you thought it was going to be, which was, uh, yeah. I got to get through an hour and 40 minutes of this. Right, I was expecting to groan a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right, well, uh, what, what do it's we a, have? It's trivia time. Oh, yeah. There's some bad news about trivia. I have one piece for you. This movie was actually originally written for Ryan Reynolds and... Uh, Steve Bobrowski? Man, I wish. That would be the greatest movie ever. That's a good comedy pair right there. It would be the best comedy pair, honestly, if you ask me. I didn't. Okay, well, I would say it would be the best. You did say that just now. It was supposed to be Ryan Reynolds and The Rock. Dwayne Johnson. Which they obviously got to do later on with uh, Red Notice. Really? Yeah, on Netflix. You haven't heard that one? I have. I didn't know it was like this. Oh, well, I mean, it's not like this. I'm just saying, like, they got to work with each other later on. Okay. But this was originally intended for them to work together. Okay. For the first time. Gotcha. Was he not in uh, Free Guy? This was way before Free Guy, though. Right. But you said they got to work with each other in Red Notice. They worked with each other in Free Guy also, didn't they? I think that was after Red Nose, though. Was it? I think so. I could be wrong. I think you're wrong. They were probably filming simultaneously. No, I think I'm just going to take the win here. I don't care. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. I'm used to losing. All right. Well, why don't you go ahead and tell our audience what the next movie is? Well, they they told us what the next movie they is. Did. This we... is the audience pick. Well, it's a fan request. Oh, sorry. I got the name wrong. Yeah. Um, but it, the request did actually come from a fan, a new fan, actually. That's great. Yeah. I like those. Can yeah. we get more of them? Uh, not too many. Yeah. Don't get greedy. There's, there's maybe a few out there. I hope but, so. But the film we're watching is uh, one I haven't seen before, but I think you probably have. It's called Silver Linings Playbook. I love this movie. I can't wait. Oh, whoa. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. Yeah. It's going to have a high rating for me. Wow. Okay. But... Well, from Varble. I don't know. That's I don't real really question. know what it's about. So It's about the Silver Lines playbook. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, you just got to follow the playbook and yeah. Silver Lines. Oh, okay. Duh. Is this like a Barney Stinson's playbook? No. Oh, okay. You can find us on X or Twitter or whatever you call it now. I'm, it's X. That's what my phone calls it. That's what formerly known as Twitter. You can reach me at USAKid6977. Or you can re- reach Farble over here at Big Guy ACV. That's me. Or the podcast in general. You can reach us at Tim and Sin. That's right. X us up. Yeah. X us up. X us. We want to be your exes. Zetas? I don't know. The Warrior Princess? <laughs> and that's a wrap.